What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Light. As always, this is your host, Mary Van Amy. What is up, you guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chasing Light. I'm so happy to be back and be recording. Obviously, we still are not on a regular release schedule for season two, but that is totally okay. Um, I'm recording this now as my parents have just left like an hour ago. So we had them here for six days and it was, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. You should see the dogs right now. Like, I don't even think bacon would interest them today. They are so tired, but I kind of feel the same way, but I'm having some really great and fruitful conversations with some women on social media right now. And it's specifically revolving around identifying the root cause of something that's causing us anxiety or stress. And it's funny because the graphic that I uploaded was all about picking the skin on your nails and like picking your nails. So I had put it on my story after I saw a friend post it and the like the question on it said, does anybody else's hands always look like this? Um, So if you pick your nails incessantly um, or if you pick the skin around your nails or like your cuticles or anything, I've done research on it because it was such a problem for myself. I always thought that it was just a bad habit. But I was like, you know what, there has to be something else that correlates to this. And at the time I was looking at it, I was in like the pit of my depression. And I found out that it actually is a coping mechanism for anxiety or depression um, because it's like a lesser form of self-harm. And I don't think most people do it um, knowing that it's like a form of self-harm. I think that some people just do it as like a tick, for lack of better words. It's just like a something that like gives relief or... If you're the type of person that's always go, 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 like if you don't have a set routine and your hands literally aren't moving or working on something, you might resort back to picking. Um, But for me specifically, I never knew what the underlying like root cause was. I knew that I cracked my knuckles from a young age because I saw my dad do it. And that's still that's probably a habit I'll never really fully be able to kick, though it's much better than it used to be. But the nail picking has always been a problem until this week for me. And I didn't even realize it like. My hands, scars included, are almost completely healed, and I haven't seen my hands look this normal probably since I was getting acrylics every two weeks. <laughs> so something that kind of helps me to not do it is just to have my nails painted because I'll get pissed if I chip my nails and I know it's my fault <laughs> instead of like doing the dishes or chipping them on my car keys or something like that. So I just kind of wanted to talk about like identifying the root cause and just understanding that like you're not alone and like though it might not be like textbook okay to do things like that if at the time that's what's giving you relief and you don't really know any better then like you can't be hard on yourself for that and that's something that I have to remind myself too because when I was in the pit of my depression and even following it I was so rude to myself and if you follow me on Instagram then you saw my body positive post that I put up a couple days ago talking about how rude I used to talk to myself and just like how I would let myself kind of succumb to the trash that people would talk to me and stuff like that but little did I realize that the root cause of stuff like that was really just like my own angst Um, and I say that because I realized that in talking to myself that way it was just self-projection so sometimes when we're mad we'll take it out on somebody else whether it's intentional or not or whether you know maybe you've already had a bad day and somebody makes you mad on the road so you decide you want to speed up on them and ride their ass just to be a jerk that's That is what we call a situation getting plugged into your baseboard and you reacting to it. Your baseboard is like your internal motherboard, basically. Your internal computer 
um, and it causes reactions based on certain, um, I don't want to say crisis because that's not the word, conflict. There we go. I knew it started with a C. <laughs> um, your baseboard um, kind of inhibits that reaction to whatever conflict comes up in your life. So if people are yelling and you don't like it or there are too many conversations going around, you know, at one time around you or, you know, something has caused you to feel anxiety, whatever it is, like back way back when, when we were little tykes, we were developing those coping mechanisms. It was our way to deal with whatever was going on in our life because we didn't understand it. So it kind of served as a distraction and kind of made the actual root cause situation go away so whether it be we threw a temper tantrum um whether we kind of like secluded ourselves in our room if you were a kid that ran away like whatever you did as a little kid when there was fighting or whatever in your house or with friends or at school or bad grades or with coaches we evolve those habits we evolve those behaviors as adults and we don't really realize it so when you have somebody that quote unquote calls you out on your shit or like and you're in a steady relationship and somebody is like, oh my God, every time this comes up, this is exactly how you react. You know in your bones that what they're saying is correct. You just don't want to admit it. And that's why it's because it's so deeply ingrained in us. So like if you have a habit of picking at your skin on your nails or picking at your nails in general, you might think back to a time in your life where that became your coping mechanism or where that became something you did to kind of distract yourself, whether you kind of looked down and realized that you were doing it or you just put your finger in your mouth and bit your nails like my sister did. There is something somewhere along the lines that triggered that response. And I think what makes it kind of hard as adults is that we tend to let ourselves feel guilty about that because it's like, oh my God, I was so little and innocent. Like, why did I do that to myself? And I think it's hard, um, I guess, especially as a woman, because I mean, we're innately more emotional, but I think for men too, it's kind of hard because it it forces everybody as a human being and as an individual to slow down and really evaluate things in your life. And of course, you don't want to trudge up any memories that you may have tucked away, things that hurt you um, in some way mentally or emotionally as a kid. Like, it's hard to relive those things. But I can tell you over the last couple of weeks, that's exactly what I've been doing because my anger was coming through in so many different ways. And I knew as a kid that I, I had an attitude and I was sassy, but it wasn't like a fun kind of sassy, like I was quick-witted or anything like that. It was that I was hurt and I was hurting other people. So if you've ever heard the phrase, hurt people, hurt people, it is so, so true. But we can also hurt ourselves, whether that be holding on to grudges, holding on to negativity from the past, or not fully like liberating ourselves from certain situations. We kind of allow that black cloud to loom over us into our adulthood. But like I said a couple minutes ago, it starts to warp into something else. So we start to cover up that initial root cause, and then we just kind of pass it on to the next thing and the next situation and the next broken thing in the house because we don't want to deal with it. We just keep avoiding it. But we can't keep avoiding it because if we do, it's, you've heard the phrase, it'll come back to haunt you. It literally will come back to haunt you. And I can guarantee that if you're listening to this, you have had similar feelings of what I have just explained, but it's a lot of hard work to kind of go back into your life and think of the times where that's what you retreated to. That's what you knew. But like, I want you guys to understand that it's necessary that we do that and that we allow that inner child that 
that part of our ego to heal because if we don't that's why we want to take control over other people and other situations relationships whatever it may be we always want to take the lead because we don't want our baseboard to be triggered we don't want somebody to say something that's going to make us mad or show that maybe we should have thought through it a little bit more whatever it may be we as human beings no matter what your star sign is if that's something you follow or no matter who you believe you are to the core we are all stubborn that way none of us want to admit that we are wrong we want to be correct but we have all been wronged at some point in our life by people that we loved and that's just life because not everybody's perfect we didn't have freaking buddhists for parents that could spot our anxiety or anger or whatever it was you know we were raised ideally by people who did their best and that's all we can continue to do is do our best so we have to allow ourselves to go to those places and figure out why we retreated to it why do you get angry why do you get scared why do you cry like why do you react the way that you do when conflict comes up into your life and um it's hard (laughs) I've said it so many times it's so hard But I want you guys to know that it's worth it. Not only is it necessary that you do it, it's worth it to do it. And I say that because I've been going through it the last couple of weeks. I can't remember anything specifically that caused it. But I remember being really little. And I just opened up to my mom about this like a week and a half ago. Because I was really going through it. And actually with my mom's um, health insurance... I think it's five, it's three or five free counseling sessions with a therapist anywhere that my insurance is accepted. Um, And that's something I'm going to be setting up an appointment for next week or the week following. Because, oh my gosh, I have all these doctor's appointments lined up for everything I need to check off the list. But my intention really is to go and speak with somebody because I'm understanding that when I was little... I was very emotionally sensitive to energies around me, but I didn't quite know it. I knew that I had seen things. I knew that I had felt different things like spiritually um, or like paranormally, especially. Um, But I didn't know why. And now I do know why, because I know my purpose here and I know exactly, you know, who I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do in my life. But the like now looking back at it, I just want to be able to go hug myself because I remember, I don't know what caused it, like I said, but I remember being really, really young. I probably was, I don't know, second or, I don't know, probably third or fourth grade, I would say. So somewhere between seven and nine years old. And back in the day, I know someone listening to this will be laughing because they'll be like, oh my God, I had that too. Um, I don't remember the brand, but I know we got them from Claire's, but they were the little short glass bottles of roll-on glitter so it would smell like fruity or something like that it had like the green and yellow sparkle one and then like a pink and white one too but it was like total 90s 2000s like put the sparkles on your collarbone and on your cheeks kind of thing loved them I loved those things but I remember one day something had happened and I think I had gotten in trouble so I probably did something stupid which (laughs) I always was doing something stupid But I remember being so upset about whatever it was and not being able to like work up the courage to go talk to my mom about it or apologize for whatever it was that instead I sat in the corner of my room with one of those bottles and I just hit myself in the head with it a couple of times. And then like I realized I was starting to form a bump on my head. So that's what forced me to stop. But after that, I had already kind of spiraled into an anxiety slash self-harm attack and started speaking to myself in ways that affected me even now as a 23 year old saying you're not 
good enough. Nobody likes you. You're never going to have any friends. Nobody likes you. And it would break my heart because, like, I would know as I'm, like, standing in my closet saying those things that they weren't true. Um, But like I was talking about a little bit ago, you get so ingrained. It's like socialization, but from yourself. And, like, you teach yourself these coping mechanisms, things that kind of make that pain go away, whether it's just verbally expressing something to get the pent-up energy out, like, you will revert to something and you will end up doing that over and over and over again because it acted as a safety blanket so long ago. That's all your brain has latched to. That's all you really know. And like I have a degree in sociology. I don't have one in psychology. So I know there has to be so many like intricate scientific findings and everything for like the rewiring of your brain that make what I'm trying to say make sense. But I know that as little kids, that's what we did because that's all we knew. And it's hard to have to try to relive those things. And it's hard to understand that you hurt yourself um, and that maybe you lacked patience when you're with yourself when you didn't know that's what you needed. So now as an adult, you're able to kind of backtrack and really nurture that inner child and let them heal, let them be the little individual that they always needed to be. And like, I'm not saying any of this is saying my parents were terrible people or that my sisters were terrible people because it's not the truth. My parents just left my house for a six day vacation and they were gone for four minutes and I wish that they could come back and just move into my guest room. But that also doesn't mean that as a child, I had it all right. You know, I was afraid to approach my parents for certain things, so I would let things go. I would let things fester, um, and then they would blow up into something else. So in my adult life, that's something that I kind of retreat to because it's all I really knew was allowing things to fester, build up, and then blow up. I was never really comfortable or confident enough to speak up when something was bothering me in the moment. So while things were festering and building up, I would be picking my nails. I'd be picking the skin at my nails. I'd be cracking my knuckles, like you name it, and I was doing it, and Um, I'm understanding now that it it was just a long time coping mechanism, but you know, it's, it's important that we heal and it's important that we allow ourselves to understand that we will never be perfect. And as children, we especially were never bound to be perfect. We are just like little balls of energy that get poofed into the physical and we're just supposed to figure it out as we go. And even as adults, I don't give a shit what anybody says. None of us know what we're doing. I don't care if you're 23, if you're 55, if you're 85, all you have done your whole life is just make it work and get through everything the best that you can. But we have to understand that our emotional and our mental healing can't just take that back burner position. We can't just keep going through the motions and just expect expect that over time things are going to get resolved. Things will get better. Like within the corporate world and paying bills, like there's always an option to call somebody and see if you can set up a payment plan. There's always an option to pay something a little late with, you know, a fee attached to it. It's like whatever. It's just money at the end of the day. Like it's going to get paid. But we can't let our mental and emotional and physical health go down the drain like that because we only have this one body we only have this one life and we have a short amount of time to live it the best that we can so it's important that every single day we're doing those things even if it means just writing down a short list of things that you're thankful for you're doing something that's allowing you to put your life and yourself into perspective stop and slow down for a second and realize what in your life is going well because if you work that corporate life your life is busy as shit all the time and you come home with work things to do you go back to work the next day with more shit on your plate to do and very seldom are you retreating 
back to yourself to check in and make sure that you're doing okay. And I hope that some of you listening do do that. It's something that I do and it's something that I'm trying to continuously be better at because I'm not perfect at doing it, but I understand the importance of it. There's a difference between being conscious about the things that you're doing in your life and the things that you're projecting out onto other people. And there's a difference between doing something about it. Or did I just say that? (laughs) There's a difference between knowing what you're doing and doing something about it and not doing something about it. Like those are the assholes of the world that know that they're being a jerk and they can admit it, but they won't do anything tomorrow to make it better. So we have to be responsible for ourselves because no matter where you are in life, whether you're living with a partner, if you have children, or if you're just, you know, work, work, working, you're surrounded by people that are picking up your energy and vice versa. So if you aren't showing up for yourself, how do you expect yourself to show up for somebody else fully and take care of them? Like you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're like the single mother type that just keeps working and working and working and you feel guilty getting a babysitter for one night so that you can go out and decompress or go out and be with your friends, this is your this is your cue and your sign to not do that. Yes, there may be other people in your life that are partially dependent on you or maybe you have a responsibility toward them, like a husband or a wife with paying bills and, you know, just keeping up your end of the bargain. That's all fine and dandy. But you also are an individual and you have a relationship with yourself as well that needs to be maintained. And if you're not slowing down to take care of yourself, I can promise everything else in your life is going to start going to shit. And I know that's hard to hear, but I'm telling you because that is the reality that I have lived. I've allowed myself to wallow in the things that I knew I had control over and was able to change. And I allowed that to trickle into so many different aspects of my life to the point where I could not be friends with anybody. I had to end my friendships because not only was I toxic to myself, I was toxic to other people. And you can't allow yourself to do that. You can't just keep working, working, working and not take care of yourself because the more you do that, the more picking you're going to do or the more anger you're going to have to flush out or whatever it is. But you have to understand that living this life means living it fully and authentically and that means checking in with yourself and not pretending like you're perfect because somebody else expects you to be. Because guess what? That person that expects you to be perfect is not perfect within themselves. I truly believe that Unless you are a Buddhist monk, you will never live a life that is perfect or perfectly peaceful or perfectly happy, perfectly drama or conflict free. We will always have something in our life that comes up. And like my friend Emily James says, at I am M Sarah Marie on Instagram, <laughs> she always says, new level, new devil. And it's so fucking true. Because no matter the next step that you take in your life, whether it be graduating college, a new job, maybe getting married or getting into a new relationship, moving somewhere, whatever it is that is a change in your life that, you know, is happening, there is something else that is going to come up in your path that you're going to have to deal with. And it's going to fucking suck. It's going to be annoying and you're going to wish that it wasn't happening. But if you're able to be conscious of the way that conflict and things like that or change in general make you tick You're able to go back and heal that inner child, that inner ego part of you and understand that your whole life you haven't been perfect. But now that you're conscious of the things that 
you know, might frustrate you in your own life, you're able to move forward a little bit differently. You're able to do things differently. Um, You're able to make amends if that's what you need to do. But once you're consciously aware of what it is that you're doing, or for lack of better words, what you're projecting out into your reality or onto other people, you can move forward and be better. You're never going to be perfect, but if you can admit that you were wrong, whether it be in action or speaking to yourself or to somebody else, that's a step in the right direction, sister. Like a lot of people in our world and in our millennial generation especially are too narcissistic and too selfish and too self-absorbed to the point where they don't have self-awareness, where they cannot ever admit that they were wrong. Even if you have it written in black and white and notarized, like some people will deny it left and right. Like Ted Bundy, until up until he was going to get executed, left and right, oh, I didn't do it. I'm not capable of that. He murdered over 30 women, okay? Like, (laughs) there are certain people in our world that will never be able to admit that they were wrong, but those are the people that will always lose in life, always. They have that negative aura, that negative vibrational energy. Like, we are all energetic beings and we all vibrate at a certain, certain frequency throughout our whole lives. And our frequency changes based upon our environment, the things that we're consuming, the people that we're surrounded with, the situations that we find ourselves in. So in order to raise that frequency, we have to be conscious of what we're doing. We have to be mindful of, you know, how we treat other people, how we speak to other people, and how we act toward ourselves. And that is how we live a better life. That's how we're able to wake up when we're 55 or 65, like I always say, and not regret the decisions that we have made. (laughs) We don't want to wake up then and decide that we did things wrong or regret not making amends with somebody or regret not taking a chance on a job or something like that because you were afraid to do it. It's important that you allow yourself to relive trauma and hard parts in your life so that you can understand why you are the way you are now. And I know that sounds like a lot. So like I said, I'm going to have my services link in the description of this episode. I would love, 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 love to mentor and work with you if you feel like you need to seek my services. Um, I know that it will always reach the people it's meant to reach. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I don't care. Keep listening to the podcast. Keep reading the blogs or whatever it is that helps you. I just want you to know that you will always have the option to improve, you will always have the option to be better, and you will always have the choice in life to be happy. You just have to do the work and you have to make that choice. Do you want to raise your vibration and be happy and manifest the dreams you've had since you were a little kid? Or do you want to continue where you are on your negative vibrational frequency and keep attracting Bad energy, bad people, bad situations, bad luck. Everything that we want in life already resides within us. We just have to decide whether or not we're going to do something with it. So that is it for today. I hope that you got something of value out of this episode. And of course, if there's ever anything that you want me to specifically cover with or without a guest, you can message me. You can leave me a comment or something wherever it is that you're listening. Um... And I will definitely see it, but I just hope you guys know that you you are infinitely capable of everything that you want in your life. And it takes some time, but I can promise that it's not rocket science once you start to allow yourself to heal. So just remember to keep chasing the light and just keep doing what you can every single day to take care of yourself because you matter too. <laughs>